Hey guys, before we get into the episode, I just want to thank my good friend Simone, aka Rave Soros, for these cute ass sleeves handmade herself from the Czech Republic. Thank you, Simone. Yo, 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 what is up, candy fam? Welcome to this episode of Best Candy Ever with me, your host Renee, aka Bass Drop Princess. Today, I have a very special guest on the podcast. She is a fellow YouTuber and a great content creator and is uh, just drop dead gorgeous. She is one of um, the creators that actually um, inspired me to um, make a channel with her uh, really fun quirky ray videos and I'm just so happy to have her on today. So please welcome my very special guest Shay aka Ray with Shay. that's so sweet I get so much inspiration from you too so I'm glad that it kind of goes around in a circle so so happy to be here girl yes thank you so much for being on here I am just so stoked to have you um tell us how have you been what's been going on this is so great to finally talk to you I know it's so good to talk to you too I um just like the rest of us it's just trying to survive this crazy time the quarantine has been I'm just such a bubbly, outgoing person like you. I love going to music festivals. I love hugging friends. I like to be social. So it's been a challenge trying to do all of that at home by myself, but I've really learned a really creative side of myself. I just started my YouTube channel this year. I taught myself how to do all sorts of like rave candy and looks and everything this year. So like everything that you've seen, it's all brand new. The whole intent was go to music festivals, create content there. And I've had to really like pivot and do everything about like how to rave at home and how to style your mask and kind of like things that people can actually use during a pandemic. But I am really happy and blessed. Like me and my husband are healthy. We're happy. We've got our dogs. We've got our jobs. I keep busy with content creation. And so I can't complain. Oh my God. So did you, um, have you been working this whole time while making like YouTube, YouTube content on the side? I have. So I work in advertising, but our, you know, like when everything shut down back in March, the casino that I do a lot of marketing for and all of their advertising, they shut down. Like a lot of businesses shut down. That's probably worldwide. I'm not sure, but, uh, it was really slow. March, April, May, even June. Um, while yes, I am working, I just don't have much to do. Like I catch myself kind of just educating myself on advertising and, especially like how to run a YouTube channel. Cause it's all brand new to me, but it has started to pick back up and it has been kind of crazy trying to like create content and consume content and learn how to create and consume content. And then also work a full-time job and try to like somewhat be a good wife. Cause we actually have only been married for like a little less than two years. So. Oh my God. That's like, awesome. Yeah. So holy crap. Okay. I, I didn't know that you just started um, like creating all your videos and your channel this year, what um, inspired you? Was it, did you make it like before the pandemic or during the pandemic or was it just something spontaneous? I guess a little bit of both. Um, I, back to kind of candy, I was thinking about like my very first candy trade and the very first time I actually was given candy was at Lights All Night Dallas in 2017. 
And I had no idea what we did with our hands or what in the world we did. And so I did some YouTube search. Well, I guess I did a Google search and that's how I came about. I found like Emma Capotis and she kind of taught me everything about rave culture. And, uh, she's, and so, great. Like, watch, she's amazing. I love her so much. I, I actually talked to her the other day and I was like, it's so weird that you can respond to me because normally I'm listening to you and watching you and now we're talking. It's like, so surreal kind of like right now with you it's so awesome to be talking to you but um she really inspired me to want to create content and the intent was to go to festivals and so I actually took part in an EDM challenge I did the like my festival first I think BB Howell and Becca Grace original started this challenge and I was like I'm gonna do it and it took me like three days to set up my background and my lights and my camera and I was like this is too much. I don't think I can do it. And then I got a couple under my belt and I was like, I'm going to do one a day every day. And then everything shut down and I was stuck at home and I was like, this is easier than I thought it would be. So it kind I was going to say, that's perfect. That works out yeah, so well for you. It did. It worked out well in the sense that I had time. It just kind of was like, I would love to be actually at a festival meeting you girls like face to face and not doing everything virtually. But I do love how, even though we are like physically distanced from each other, we're also connected digitally. Like I'm always online live streaming or FaceTiming our house party or whatever. And so I feel really connected even though I am alone at my house. No, absolutely. And I think that's one of the greatest things about the rave scene is the social media aspect of it too. I know that social media can suck and it does have like so many different cons, things like that. But because of for example, like YouTube videos, I think there's definitely way more of a, a relationship when you do watch a video with somebody, especially, um, for example, like your videos, like getting rave ready at home. There's that social aspect to it that people are missing now because of everything that's going on. So I think that's so great that you are able to make that connection. And um, like you said, it's just like so crazy when somebody is someone that you watch all the time you like speaking to in real life like right now so I think that's yeah. just so great and it's just this like giant um like rave web almost because the rave scene is definitely its own uh like besides the music I feel like there is a, a really big sense of community I agree a hundred percent and like I started live streaming another thing I kind of picked up when I was home and trying to find things to do and I like people watch my videos and they're like, oh, so Bigo is this like raver app. And I'm like, no, it's not at all. But I'm rave with Shay. And so people that have raved or know what raving is, they'll come to me and be like, hey, I went to EDC last year. And so I've built like a huge online community with live streamers that either are hosts or just come and hang out with hosts on the app. And so it's been really cool to connect because everyone digests their content differently. And so like, I've connected with people on Twitter, Instagram, Bigo, YouTube, Instagram, all the different places. And it's really fun when you find someone that like follows you around to all the different channels. Like I'll never forget um, ASCJ Ken. He is on Instagram and I look at all of his, he's like, I think he's a Freedom Ravewear ambassador. And I put him in one of my YouTube videos and now I see him in like all different social circles. And I'm like, this is so cool because we really are growing like this huge community. And next time we actually get to go to a rave, it's going to be crazy. I can't wait. It's going to be nuts. And I'm just so excited for it. I think it's going to, um, like you said, just kind of bring us all together. And then it'll be so nuts when you like see like someone that you follow or 
like really are inspired by and you just see them in person. It's like, holy crap, like I love you. And I know it's going to be so surreal and weird because it's like you love these people that you feel so connected with and they might not even know who you are and vice versa. So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So uh, Shay, I did want to ask you when, when did you start raving and what was your first festival? Great question. Actually, my husband is a raver. And so I don't, I'm trying to think, I guess my technical first festival was Lights All Night Dallas in 2017. My husband loves marshmallow. And so we went, oh, really? my, yeah, my family is in Dallas. And so we were like, okay, we'll do Christmas with my family, get a hotel, meet up with friends, and then go to this New Year's Eve festival. And I don't know what I expected. I remember I wore like black leggings and like a black tank top and my sister French braided my hair and I threw glitter on my face and I was like, I'm ready. (laughs) I I love hearing like everyone's outfit, like when, like for their first rave, it's always, it's it's like really cute and innocent because you like kind of don't know. I wear leggings to my first rave too. That's why I think it's so cute and funny. I know it's funny. Actually, when I was doing the, my festival first and talking about festival outfits, I almost like you always hear, I was in jean shorts and a tank top. But it's almost like, yeah, but I guess it's good that you didn't randomly dress up in a thong and go to the festival. That would be kind of weird. Like, it makes sense once you're in the culture, but I wouldn't have thought. I didn't know. I didn't know what to do or what to wear. I just wore all black because I knew I'd be dancing and didn't want to, like, be sweaty. And I was like, I need glitter. Everywhere glitter, all the makeup, all the hair. And, yeah, and that's actually where I got my first candy. And I that's when I found Emma Capotis. And so last year... We went to all the festivals. We were like, we're going to go to every festival we can drive to. And so we Oh my gosh. Yeah. And in Memphis, like there isn't a lot in Memphis. Like we get EDM DJs. And so like we're allowed to, allowed, (laughs) we're able to go to shows. Um, But as far as like actual festivals, the biggest one I've been to is EDC Orlando. And then we did- Oh fun, I heard that one's cool. It was really, have you been to EDC? Well, I guess you probably have been to EDC, like the real EDC in Las Vegas, right? What do you mean real EDC? The Orlando one's still real too. Um, I've, <laughs> I haven't smaller. been, I heard that it's smaller, but I heard because it's smaller, it's more intimate and it's, I heard it's really similar. The vibes are similar to um, like the National Orange show in San Bernardino. I heard the vibes are kind of like that where they have Escape Wonderland, Nocturnal, um, things like that, but to go to, I want to go to a West coast rave so bad. Oh, well, hoping for next year, fingers crossed, probably like around the fall. I don't know at this rate. I have no idea. I'm hoping like imagine music festival will happen. I think it's in September. I guess that's fall, but like the sooner, the better, like whatever the next rave back is. I might let, I might see how it goes. And then the next one I'm there, <laughs> you know, kind of like a test to see if there are any like outbreaks or something. Yeah. But I feel like us as ravers, like we're so prepared. We wear masks. I mean, we share, you know, joints and lip gloss and chapstick and probably hydration packs, right? Food. water, <laughs> right? That'll be interesting to see how that changes, you know? Um, but if I go to a festival and they take everyone's temperatures or give you rapid tests, and everyone's not sick. Yeah. I'm sharing my water with you. I'm right back where we were in the beginning, you know? Yeah. I think now rapid testing is definitely more like feasible and 
it might, it actually has like a chance of happening compared to like this past summer. I know Pasquale had that idea of doing rapid testing. I think now it's like, I think we're more capable of doing that and that we have more of that access. So fingers crossed. Yes. Well, yeah, I was going to say accessibility and it's crazy now. I don't know if they've started the vaccines here. I know they started in the UK, but that was my fear is like, how quickly can we get it? Because it's really difficult to get Lysol. So like, how easy is it going to be to get a vaccine? Uh, We actually just got tested last week and thank goodness we are COVID free. I mean, no surprise. We literally stay at home constantly, but. No, that's good to hear. I'm happy for you. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. With, I know that for sure with the the vaccines, I think it's a Pfizer or Pfizer one, whatever that is going to be available. I heard that it's going to be first administered to people in nursing homes, like patients in like uh, rehabs, things like that, just because they're so susceptible to it. And then it'll be like healthcare workers. And then I believe immunocompromised people and so forth, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. We'll see. I'll take it. And you know, I want, yeah, I want all of the frontline and healthcare workers and everyone that's more susceptible, like they should be the ones getting it. And then like, I guess people that are going out and not wearing masks, like they need to get it because I'm fine at home. And then once everyone else is vaccinated, then I'll be like, okay, I'm good to go. Like I'll go get vaccinated and now I can go out, but I don't feel like I should be like the first one. Cause as much as I want to go out, I'm still a little scared. Like I'm kind of nervous about the holidays, but we're going to be yeah. careful. do all the precautions that we can. Yeah, absolutely. But even then, those people that don't wear masks and don't social distance, I don't know how willing they will even be to get the vaccine. So who who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a mystery, but all we can do is be hopeful. And I think that as far as I know, at least, I mean, social media is so different than actual life and who knows how different it is now during quarantine. But it seems like people in our community are pretty suscept- like susceptible to adapting and being smart. Like as far as I know, most people I know do wear masks and do social distance. And so I know everyone has different thoughts on vaccines, so it'll be interesting, but I'm glad that we're making progress and hopeful for like spring, fall next year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into it, Shay. Uh, Can you showcase some of uh, the best candies ever that you've received? Yes. And the crazy thing is some of the best candy that I've ever gotten was during COVID. I just put out a YouTube video. Honestly, I'm losing track of days sometime recently about pandemic flare packages. And are you familiar with Becca Grace original? Do you know who that is? She's another content creator. Um, she just moved to Texas, but she just started school. So she hasn't been creating a ton lately. What's her name? I'm going to have to check her out. Becca Grace original. Becca Grace. Okay. Yeah. I'll send you a link to her YouTube channel. She, yeah. I know she, she's like younger and in school. And like, I think that she was like so gung ho about it in the summer. And now she's kind of put that on the back burner, but she sent me a flare package. And honestly, it was like, I guess since it's like so custom and personalized and she made it for me, it made it that much more special, but she made me, um, this cuff and like, I don't know how in the world you make something oh like gosh. this or how many, how many beads are in it or like the patience you need, but like, I love the colors. My, Those are like my colors, purple, blue. Oh, it's so cute. It's so pretty. Right. And it's like all those colors and then like the clear color of it. I mean, there's gotta be like 500. I mean, I can't even count. I have no idea, but I love it. I think this is really cool. 
so we'll just put that on. And yeah, then she for, made me. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, can um, real quick for our uh, people that are just listening, can you describe this cuff so they get more of like a visual? Yeah. Okay. So it is a cuff that goes like up on your upper arm, made completely of turquoise, pink, and purple beads, and it has like so. It's circular because it's a cuff, but it's almost like a star in the sense that it has like little points all the way around it. Would you add anything? <laughs> I feel like I don't know if that's a good description, but you can hear it's like a ton of beads and it's stretchy and then you pull it up over your arm and it's very cute and I have no idea how to make it, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. It, it, when you turn it to the side, it almost reminds me of like a, uh, a Ferris wheel because it looks like a sun almost with the triangular shapes, kind of like the little uh, carriages that carry people on a Ferris wheel. I've never seen a pattern like this. So I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so cute. It's almost like a, a like a, a really cute sunflower or something. But yeah, anyways, so that was, as, as you were saying it, I was like, yeah, it could be a sun. I was trying to, I can't do angles, but yeah, no, that was a good description. Wow. That, she's so talented. That's a beautiful pattern. Yeah. I think it's so fun. And then like when you turn it to the side, I do see where you talk about like the Ferris wheel. It almost looks like these are like little seats and then there's yeah. like a pink beat strand all the way around. So very fun. Oh, so cute. Anyway, okay. So she makes candy. Like she made this. Yeah. We, okay. she was actually one of the very first plur packages I've ever done. I traded with a girl named Lil Candy Kitten and we traded and thank God Becca sent me hers first because she sent so much good stuff. And so I was like, I wouldn't have sent all that. And now that I know what you sent me, I'm going to send you even more stuff. But yeah, so she's, she's a fellow raver and content creator and candy maker, but much more advanced than I am. <laughs> oh no, she sounds so great. I'm going to have to follow her. She's so uh, talented. That's, I, I have so much respect for people that make cuffs because I don't even know where to start. I don't either. Like I would give up halfway through. I don't even know. Yeah. But love this piece. Super fun. And yeah, definitely check out Becca Grace original if you haven't already. Yeah, for sure. I'll just show one other piece you made. I am obsessed with Alice in Wonderland and I assume like, I think that this is a custom piece. I've never seen it, but she made me this owl perler. So it's like kind oh of the, same colors. Um, the blue, purple, and I guess there's not pink in this, but it's a little owl. Oh, it's a big owl. And it has Alice in Wonderland's logo, the AW with a circle around it in like yellow, blue, and pink. And then the necklace itself says Happy Place, which is my favorite song of Alice in Wonderland's. And she does these really fun, cool, like intricate bead things. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like doubled up like a little flower almost. Oh, that is so breaking cute I love that she made the actual necklace part like a bracelet candy where she put like words and the pattern just matches the the owl perler so well it's so um well thought out it's yeah I almost cried when I opened it I was like oh my gosh because I feel like it was custom made just for me I think it was if it wasn't no one needs to tell me it's fine <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no it's so cute are those like your favorite colors too um, I love pink and purple. Yeah. And honestly, I'm starting to love turquoise too. So I guess so. Pink is my absolute favorite color, but uh, pink, purple, turquoise, pretty fun. I'm into it. Yeah. And all those colors are there. Oh my gosh. That's so gorgeous. And wow. She's even more talented than I thought. Cause people that perler and do that, I, and it's huge. It's like what, uh, like 10 inches long. It looks gigantic. 
Yeah, it's huge. It's, uh, at, yeah, 10, it's maybe even a foot, but 10 inches is probably a good guess. But yeah, this definitely, for any perler makers out there, is more than just one square pegboard. It's definitely at least two, I would think. I don't really know because I can't make this, but yeah, really, really cool. I love it. That is so awesome. I love how you are receiving all these candies because when you said that you, that some of the best candies you've received were during quarantine, I was like, has she gone to like a drive-in rave? Like, what does she mean? And I had no idea that you were uh, trading or like sending out or receiving player packages. And um, I Girl, discussed let's it. Trade a player package. We'll have I, to wait, what? Yeah, let's do one. I would be so down. Okay. It's fun. It's really fun to make candy with a specific person in mind. Cause like at festivals, I make candy that say like the name of the festival or my name, if I want, you know, them to remember me and find me on social or my favorite artist or whatever the case may be or something silly. But like, this was like made with my favorite song and my favorite artist. And like, she even made one that says, um, Ray Boucher on it. So it's like totally custom. <gasps> Oh, how cute, how cute, how cute. Okay, you have to talk about this because this is adorable. My dog is trying to get into the bedroom. So she, mm. Becca Grace, this is another Becca Grace. Sorry, I just happened to have her plur package out here. So it's a lot of hers, but it's this cute perler, which is probably like three or four inches long and it's in a little ice cream cone. So it's like vanilla ice cream or maybe, I don't know, yellow ice cream and pink ice cream. And then the beads are yellow, pink, and black and white. So, like, it's all color-coordinated, and it says my name. It says Ray Boucher on it, so. That is so freaking cute. Did, did you, like, do you love ice cream, or was this just, like, some random cute? No, I like pink. Color? So, I don't know if she just happened to have it pink, or if she decided that she wanted me to have pink ice cream. But, yeah, it was. She also did, like, a little, um, a little sucker, so. Oh my freaking gosh. Okay. So for those just listening, she, um, Grace made her like this super cute, uh, it looks like almost like a blow pop. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And she's really talented because it doesn't, it's not just a circle with a stick. It's, it, she gave it like dimension. So you can see that it's like, like kind of 3d looking, um, enough for you to tell that it's like a lollipop, like a bowl. Yeah. Like it has, um, the outline, but then also kind of like the little white beads that make it look like it's kind of shining. So it looks like a, like a, a licked lollipop, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 yeah like, like a moist lollipop. Yeah, exactly. It is really cute. I actually like them even more now that I'm like looking at them closer. <laughs> Yeah, like I feel like you don't realize how much details in it until you really look at it and see all the different colors that they used, like the exact placement, so that you would understand like what it is. I think that it's just it's there's definitely a lot of thought that goes into it because it's still art, and um, it, it I just think it's so cool. Yeah, she's amazing. And um, it's also interesting to think about like whether this was like a pattern because she's an artist. She made a ton of like draw like she like sketched stuff and like sent them out as like a coloring book if you will but so like she could have very well just made this up on her own or eyeballed it from something or she could have had a pattern I don't know but I've never seen these patterns before so as far as I know she could have just eyeballed it or made it up on her own because she does draw so she could have drawn it sketched it and who knows she really is talented I should get that girl on the phone and find out more about all this candy yeah, because those perlers, they, they don't, they look kind of cartoony too. Like it looks like that's kind of like her style and it's just 
uh, so adorable. And if she does it from like memory, like if she just does it, like free balls it, whatever, um, she's even more talented than I thought. Because when I first made a perler, I had to like look it up on Google images, had to like really follow it on the little board thing. And it was, even that was a hot mess. So if she's an artist in real life or not in real life, but if she does other art, that totally makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And it's, um, it is like, it's funny because it doesn't look like it would be that difficult, but some of the difficulty for me is like, I'll have my pegboard and I'll have my pattern all done. And then I pick it up to go iron it and drop it and have to start all over. Like when I made a marshmallow one, I cried. I spent so many hours putting this marshmallow together on like three different pegboards and I dropped it. And I was like, so like when my dogs come and like jump on the bed, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I'm like, I need to be in a bubble. I don't need any interaction or any disruption. Like, oh, let me be still. Yeah. Cause like, there's nothing worse than spending so much time and then ruining it. And then you're like, do I want to redo it? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. It's literally just as bad as like tying a, a bracelet and you're like, your hands are too big and you're on the verge of like tying the perfect knot and you just collapses and you have to like figure out the pattern again. And like, if it was like a really long word, you have to do that and whatever. Yeah. It's you definitely find all the that sprawled all over the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Real candy making is difficult. Yeah. I feel like it, it's difficult, but it's so therapeutic. So Girl, it is such an anxiety, like stress reliever for me. If I am stressed out, depressed, you name it, like I'll just get all my beads. Sometimes I'll just like throw beads on the floor because my OCD kicks in and then I'll spend hours like dividing out all the colors and numbers and letters and then like three hours have passed. I'm like, oh, I feel so much better. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because you get into that flow of like creating and forgetting and picking what you want next. And it just totally takes your mind off of whatever was bothering you. So no, I totally get it. I think it's very therapeutic and that's why it's so fun too, to create it before you go to a festival, because then you're getting even more like stress relief. And it's just, uh, I wish everyone got to try making candy versus just receiving it because it is totally different. It really is. Yeah. It really is a whole experience. And I actually just like my heart started to flutter just thinking about like making candy for a festival. It gets you even more excited to go to the festival, just making all the candy and packing your bag and all of that. And I can't wait to have that feeling again. Like, it's so funny, all the shopping I've done, all the candy I've made. I'm like, it's awesome. But like, will I ever use it? When will festival season be back? Like, I'm excited, but I'm like starting to stock up on a bunch of candy and outfits that I've never worn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you because I've seen some of your YouTube videos. You, I think I remember seeing like, correct me if I'm wrong. You do, do you do perler tutorials? Cause I swear to God, I remember seeing you make some perler. And when I saw that, I was like, oh wow, she's even cooler than I thought because she does this. And it was like, not a small perler. It was like huge. And you had the pattern and you were doing like a step-by-step process. Yeah, I've actually, I never thought that I would do how-tos and tutorials, but the more you get into it, the more requests you get and kind of have to appeal to that. But I did, I made one of my first YouTube videos. I was like, if you subscribe to my channel, I'll send you a free perler. And it's, I, I'm going to mess this up. Shelby, I'm Spear Shell, I think is her name, Spear, something like that. She requested Odessa and I couldn't find Odessa like 
anywhere. And so I was like, I'm going to make a tutorial on how to do an Odessa perler. Because I think I saw maybe, that video. Yeah. Maybe somewhere along the line, someone else will want to make an Odessa and they'll have a little video on how to do it instead of kind of winging it the whole time. Oh, that's, so she, she sent you like an Odessa perler, right? So I, she told me she subscribed to my channel and then I was like, who do you like? And she liked Odessa. And so I made her an Odessa Perler. I don't have it. I wish I had a picture of it, but yeah, I I made a YouTube video on it. And I think I'm going to start doing more because people really liked it and watched it. And I know I'm guilty of that. Like I, if I want to do anything, make an omelet, make my bed in a cute way, wrap a present, I go to YouTube. I need a video. So I'm all about the tutorials now. I never thought I would be, but they're helpful. So, yeah, I was going to ask because there are definitely lots of like how to videos. How, how did you, I guess when you started your YouTube channel, is that what you kind of had in mind? Like, were you kind of searching for certain ways to create things and you're like, oh, I can't really find that. Let me make one. Or did you get inspired by other creators? Like, I know you mentioned Emma Capotis or um, was it just something random that you thought of? That's a good question. Um, I want to say I must have started watching Emma Capotis like about a year and a half ago. And I just remember thinking she was so cute. And I would love like I studied film in school, like in college. So I want this is what I wanted to do. Like I wanted to edit like movie trailers. That's what I thought I'd be doing with my life. And so when I saw that she was I mean, I don't know if she makes her living that way, but when I saw that it was a possibility to, you know, star in your own video, edit your own video, be in complete control. I do advertising, like promote your own stuff. That's what really gave me the spark. I never thought I'd do tutorials, how to's, how to do this, how to do that. Like my intent was solely like vlogs. I thought I would do like, we're getting ready for EDC and here we are, we're at EDC and oh, this is what went wrong at EDC. Like I thought it would all be vlogging content, like from actual event driven things that happened. I don't think that sentence was English, but (laughs) no, we all get it though. We know what you're trying to say, girl. (laughs) But yeah, the intent was more like lifestyle. Here I am getting ready and here I am doing my makeup and here I am packing and here I am at the festival. And here's what I liked about all of the artists and all of that. And so I never intended on doing like what are things that I've done that I didn't intend on? I never intended any how-tos, any candy, any of that, because there's so many channels dedicated to that. But I'm glad that like in this beginning stage, I'm able to kind of like mess around and do a little bit of everything and see what sticks because some videos I make and I'm like, this is going to be great. And I have like four views and then something I'm like, gosh, this is so dumb. And I go back and I have like 500 views and it's like, it's so hard to gauge. So I just kind of, I use Instagram a lot to ask like, what do you guys want to hear? What do you guys want to see? What can I do? And try to like crowdsource and go that way. So very different than what I intended originally. Yeah, no, I think that's so great too, because you're very interactive. I noticed with your stories because you do ask like, yes or no, this or this. And I think that's what makes your content so successful because people like being able to make choices and interact and make requests. So I think that's just so awesome that you're able to 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 do that and um your your videos are just so great um the last one that i watched uh which was it uh it, it was that bigo one and i wanted to ask you a little bit about that i remember yes, i think you said that one of your friends was like one of the guys from bone thugs and harmony is that 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was like, what? It's crazy. So that's, I don't know. I know that live streaming has become more and more of a thing. Like, honestly, I only knew about it because like Twitch, right? Like you can get on Twitch and watch your favorite DJ live stream a set, but, uh, live streaming has just like blown up. And I think it's kind of been in the works, but with quarantine, it really shot up. And so on Bego, it's crazy. Like the longer you're on it, the bigger your network grows. And with rave being in my name, I've really met a ton of people that are interested in dance music or have any interest in going to festivals or any experience in, like I was talking to a guy earlier tonight in my stream and he was talking to me about how he was given a piece of candy once. And I was like, have you, okay. And I was like asking him all these questions. Like, how do you know so much about EDM and festivals and you've never been to a festival and you only have one piece of candy. But um, I feel like I'm digressing everywhere. But yeah, so Sloan Bone of Bone Bugs and Harmony, um, he live streams on the app. At first it was a lot more like influencers, but as it's gotten bigger and bigger, there are like Ray J is on there, Sloan Bone of Bone Thugs and Harmony. What? Uh, people from The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Like it's pretty crazy. And you just can go into their stream. It's kind of ingenious, right? Because like, I know for me, I love Alice in Wonderland. And in the beginning of quarantine, I would go into her Instagram live feeds. I would watch her brush her teeth. Like I didn't care. I was bored out of my mind. And that's what live streaming is. Uh, except you get paid to do it. Like people, I get paid for people to watch me like talk about my candy or brush my teeth. Like I, I don't brush my teeth in the video, but you could. That's so nuts. Okay. I guess I don't know too much about live streams unless it's like, I don't know, like an Instagram live or a, like a live set or whatever, which I'm sure is completely different. Can you tell us a little bit about like exactly what live streaming is? Because it sounds like you do anything. It yeah, no, that's matter. a good question. And you know, I didn't know when I was first brought into it, I thought they saw my YouTube and were like, oh, do your YouTube on this new platform. I, it's so different. So basically you're on your phone. You can do it on your computer, but I've always done it on my phone. It's like if you, let's say you did, like you had mentioned an Instagram live, right? So it's you and one other person you guys are chatting. Well, I guess you can do it solo. So there's like a solo and then there's like one where there's two people. It's exactly like that. So you get on, but like, there isn't the whole, like posting to your channel and making content that way. Like your content is your live stream. So you see singers, dancers, actors, models, people cooking, people doing flips, like any talent. And some people's talent is just like what you and I are doing right now. And like chatting, like people are lonely and just want to chat with someone fun. And, um, and so like, you don't, I, cause I always, am like, I don't have a talent. Like I, oh, whatever. You're so good at like <laughs> curlers, making videos. You're so creative. Well, thank you. So yeah, the way it works is you just pull up your phone and you go live and you're in a solo stream. So like, just think about like, if you're FaceTiming somebody, you see their face takes up your full phone, except you can chat with them in the comments. And there's other people around the world that can send you comments. They can, they can send you actual gifts that translate into real money. And so like the more gifts you get from your followers and fans, the more you can turn it into real cash. And so like my very first month, I, this is going to sound so foreign, but everything's in beans. It's like a digital currency. And my first month I was given enough gifts to make a thousand dollars in real us dollars. Holy shit. Say that one more time. <laughs> one month in streaming, I was able to get enough gifts that translated into, it was actually $1,160 in real U S cash. 
And that was my first month. So like last month I made $6,800. It's crazy. So if anyone's interested in live streaming or Bigo, like please contact me. Cause like, it's a fun community. We rave. We'll literally rave from 7 p.m. on Friday night until 7 a.m. on Saturday morning. We're up all night raving. We have DJs every hour. We do glow parties. It's really fun. That's so nuts. So I imagine besides like if you if you want more people in it, is it kind of like a Zoom chat where you have like a whole bunch of different squares and everyone's just kind of like doing their own thing? You can do that. You have a solo live that's just you. Think of like a FaceTime if it's just you talking to someone else in the little box and then the big box. Then you have like a FaceTime or like a Instagram live where it's two people. There's also something called a 3B3. And so there's three people on one side and three people on the other side. And then there's something called a multi-guest and you can get up to nine people. So it's kind of like a Zoom call or a house party, but nine is the highest you can get because everyone's talking and I think it would just be way too difficult to try to like get more than that in there. But yeah, it's basically everything you do in any social media app, but all in one, there's even like dating services, but I'm married. So I haven't messed with that, but I think people. Right. Right. (laughs) Holy crap. I, okay. It sounds like Bigo's where it's at. Only fans is for lonely fans now because that sounds (laughs) so insane. And it sounds like a big community, lots of support, very lucrative. That's so nuts. Yeah, it's global. global. If I were to get on at 6 a.m., I would have a ton of people like in India and Pakistan that are like in my live. If I get on in the middle of the day, it's like depending on what time of day you get on, you're getting different parts of the world that are coming in. But then you also build a community. So you get notified when your friends come in and you can like like shoot a message through WhatsApp. We use WhatsApp a lot. And uh, there's a ton of people like it's, I call it a party in my pocket. I don't have to get dressed. I don't have to drive. I don't have to drink and drive. I just pick up my phone and scroll through all the parties and jump in where I want. It's, it's pretty cool. Oh my God. That is so awesome. I will have to check it out. It's just so hard sometimes to balance all these different social medias. I don't know if you have TikTok or Twitter too, but it's just sometimes I'm like, I have to like remind myself, oh yeah, go, go on here. Like you need to post here or, or whatever. Because- reminders. I'm like, don't forget about Instagram. Like once a week yeah. I'll have like do this and do that. Yeah. And like, that's what I was going to say. Like we need any more excuse to be addicted to our phone, but for anyone out there, like mental health is a huge thing for me. And I actually had like a mental breakdown back in March. And, um, and so like, not being able to be around my friends or around my family or actually like physically hug anyone that's not my dog or my husband. Bigo really brought me into a space where like, I didn't feel like I was alone. And like, I actually have friends on the app that I feel like I've known. We talk to each other every day and we're in the same spot being hosts. And so like, I feel really connected to them. I almost feel like I know them better than people that I've known a really long time. It's pretty crazy the connections that you can make. No, that sounds beautiful, especially since you said that you like went through something in March. I think like, yeah, social media can fuck up your mental health and it can send you spiraling. And sometimes, yeah, it could totally be awful for you. But in your case, I feel like it it basically got you out of that and lifted you up and provided the social like the social interactions that you can't get right now. So I'm really happy that you actually found, found that if that's what helped you, especially during these weird times. 
So weird. And the nice thing is, is it's not like a social media platform where you get likes and you get views and people judge you based on, is anyone looking at this or watching this? Like it's literally a live stream. You tell me you like me by giving me a gift. And if you don't give me a gift, it doesn't mean you don't like me. You might just not have money or you might just not, you know, it's just a different type of social media. So it was really great. I'm glad that I found it. And I'm glad that so many of us did because I know that people's mental health has been all over the place this year. And it's just been something really good for me. Yeah, no, that's, that sounds really cool. Um, especially since you said you don't really, you can't really like anything or. Yeah, it's not, it's like you basically, when you go on you're live, so you're either live or you're in someone else's live. There is like a wall, if you want to call it a wall, but it's not the purpose of it. You know, like on Facebook, like everyone's like, you scroll through people's walls or whatever. I've been on Facebook in so long. And like TikTok is you're just scrolling through videos. This is like, you're literally scrolling through live streams. So you're like, oh, there's Rebecca in Asia singing. Oh, there's Scott in LA dancing. Oh, there's Face Drop Princess modeling her awesome outfits in Vegas. You know, like you just scroll through live streams. It's all live. Oh, that's okay. That's dope. I, I have, okay. Now I have more of an idea of what it's like. That's Wow. That sounds super cool. It's cool, but crazy. It's like a whole other world, but it's fun if you have some downtime. Yeah. Is this, uh, like for all ages or is there like an adult section? Sorry. I'm just curious with. Yeah, no, it's it's an adult app. There's several competitors. I think there's something called likey, live it, uh, Mika, Higo. There's a bunch of them, but Bigo is 18 plus and it's pretty strict. Like you can't smoke, you can't drink. I don't think they care. Really? Yeah. Because they can't, mon- I mean, there's so many people when I say global, it's like millions, if not billions of people all the time, constantly live. And so like, I think that that they don't want to like, I guess that's their way of trying to monitor so that, cause we're like, it's an 18 plus app. Why does it matter if I smoke or if I drink? But uh, I think it's that they just, that's one of the ways that they monitor billions of people around the world always live. Like, how do you monitor that? I don't, I guess they figured out some system, but they have like robots in place. So if you say certain things, they'll kick you out. Or if they think you're naked, they'll kick you out. Like they try to monitor it, but it's great. It kind of sounds like TikTok because I remember like when I first got on TikTok, like in March, there was, it was like one of those outfit transformational videos yeah. like you know when, the, when it drops it's you and your cute outfit and I remember I had like a blouse and I went like this so I stretched it out kind of like a slingshot like I was going to sling it at you and TikTok just was like this is violent and they forced me to take it off even though I appealed it and stuff so yeah it definitely sounds kind of like yeah. TikTok but not yeah I mean honestly it's like a mix of Twitch, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, house party, FaceTime, like it's all of that. And I guess like a, I don't know, what are the, what's the cool dating app now? Hinge or whatever. Oh, I I wouldn't know. Yeah, I don't either. I actually met my husband on match.com eight years ago, but, uh, that was back when it was like on the computer and we were emailing each other. It was not a mobile app or if it was, I don't even know if I had a smartphone because I'm old, but (laughs) whatever. Well, you don't look old and I think that's so awesome. You guys were the perfect match. In that case, it actually worked. 
Yeah. And who knew, like he always laughs because he always, I'll never forget. I used to go into his office. He works from home and he'd be jamming out to some create like Skrillex or something. And back then I was like, how do you get work done? Like, how are you like, this seems so distracting. And now I'm like, so into raving and love all the EDM music. Like, I mean, I've always liked it, but I never, I thought it was like, you know, you have to be dancing. Now I just listen to EDM and it like soothes me. Like, it doesn't matter if it's crazy hardcore stuff. Like I could totally get work done listening to any kind of like EDM music. It just kind of remember, like it reminds me of pastimes and it kind of soothes me. So I get it, but he's the one that introduced me into all of this. And I don't know if he thinks he's created a monster or not, but uh, I'm glad that he did because I love this community. Yeah, no, that is so, okay. So he was like kind of the gateway person who like introduced you to the rave world. And oh my gosh, yeah, that's so great because I'm sure he's seen you explode into this awesome personality in the rave scene. Um, I just wanted uh, one more question because you seem... I don't know how you do it. How do you manage all your time with all these different uh, like social medias like YouTube, Bego, uh, Instagram? Like, I feel like I barely have time for like Instagram by itself. Like, do you, uh, I know you, you, you said that you're still working. Is it, do you just like make set days or do you have like a schedule? Because that just blows my mind because you get so much stuff done. Well, thank you. And that's a great question. Honestly, I try to find YouTube videos and podcasts on that exact question. And I learn as I go. I will say if it was any other time advertising, I used to get to work at 930 and stay at work till like 930. Like I was at work all day. I never got on my phone at work. So in a different time, this never would have been possible for me. I mean, maybe I never tried it. But now I'm just so excited to create. I get up early. I'm such a night owl. Like I, like I said, I used to get to work at 9.30. Like most people go to work at 8 a.m. I wake up now at 6 a.m. and go film. And like, I just try to cross pollinate. I don't know if that's the right word, but I'll wake up and I'll do a get ready with me. I'll stream on Bego while I do my hair and my makeup. I did it today while I was getting ready for this podcast. So I'll go in and kill time. I enjoy watching people put makeup on. So I'm like, Maybe someone will be interested in that on Bego. And so I just try to cross it. So I'll get ready on Bego. And then I will, once I'm ready, I'll make sure I take a picture for my YouTube, um, you know, thumbnail. And I just try to use it on all different platforms if I can. And then a lot of times I'll use some of my TikTok videos in my YouTube. So it's not perfect and it's not great. A lot of the pictures that I've posted aren't necessarily new there because th- I just started, like, I just started my Instagram December 28th. It's, it'll be a year old in a couple weeks. Are you and serious? So I just, Holy crap. Yeah. I thought you've been doing this for uh, years. No, I, Ray Boucher was born December 28th at Lights All Night last year. I, uh, I met Cotton Candy Raves. We did a candy trade and I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to make content and go to a festival and meet other ravers. That's like, that's what I want to do. And so, Um, yeah. And so like, I mean, I do a lot on YouTube, but the growth has been super slow. So I'm hoping that'll pick up, but I just try to, I just try to do everything that I can to cross. So like, if I'm making a thumbnail for YouTube, I'll post that on Instagram. And if I make a TikTok, I'll incorporate it into my YouTube video. What I've learned is like batch recording. If I look cute, I need to film as much as I can. If I have like five content ideas, I'll go outside 
I'll film a video, I'll change clothes, put my hair up, film another video, change clothes, braid my hair, film another video. So, cause editing, like filming, getting myself in the shower and doing makeup, that's the part I don't like. Um, I love being in front of the camera. I love editing. I love all of that. And so once I have all the content, then I can spend all my days like, you know, in my sweats and hidden and without makeup on editing and then post everything up and schedule it out. So I guess batch recording and then automating, like scheduling content out is one of the ways that I've kind of learned to make it work. Yeah. You know, I didn't even know there was a word for that. It's batch recording because I already kind of do that because especially now with the pandemic, there's, there are rare days where I do put on makeup and do get ready. And uh, for example, podcasting is one of the days where I actually do that. So then usually I'm like, oh yeah, I should probably uh, take a picture with blah, 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 or whatever the fuck. And so I try to <laughs> yes. do that. Yeah. And then, but, but then yeah. you're like tired because you just did the podcast. I, I can't tell you how many times I've braided my hair, done my makeup, streamed on Bego for two hours and then fallen asleep. And the next day I'm like, God, I looked so cute and I have no picture. Like, what was I thinking? I could have done a TikTok. I could have done a picture. It's tough. You got to motivate yourself. Like it's tough. I, I wish that I was better about taking pictures. I need to get a GoPro or something or like just set up cameras in my house. I don't know. It would be so much easier if I had someone to help me, you know, like it's just a, I think that's one thing that people don't realize. It's like a one woman show. And so it's a lot. It's definitely a lot, but it's fun. I enjoy it. I think that's what keeps me going is that I enjoy it. And I met you and Emma Capotas and Becca Grace and all these awesome people that I never would have met otherwise. Yeah, see, and in the end, it's all worth it. And I know it doesn't sound like, work or it doesn't sound hard, but the thing is, it's a lot of mental work. And whenever you do something mental, like for example, studying, I always feel exhausted and tired because it's a lot of brain power. And same thing for creating content. Um, As silly as that sounds, it's because you're thinking you have to make sure things go a certain way. Plus the aspect of filming and editing, lighting, making sure that it turned out the way you wanted. So you take like 5 billion takes or whatever. So no, I totally get how you can feel tired. And for me, and probably for you too, because I know you still work, what's hard is getting your like shit that you need done. Like for example, like errands, laundry, whatever. It's definitely hard, um, especially if you have a, a day job for sure. So um, no, I just want to thank you for sharing. Oh, of course. One other thing. I don't know if this is a good or bad thing because I just literally started doing it. I saw a YouTube video on how to use Asana and it's like, um, like A-S-A-N-A. I guess it's kind of like we use Basecamp at my job. It's like a project management software and it's been really helpful. I just downloaded it a couple days ago, but all there's like a board and then a sheet and then a task list. And you can look at your projects in like six different views and you basically put in what your project is. So I'd be like, you know, whatever, December YouTube videos, and then you break everything out and then you can put, you assign it to someone, which I'm always assigning it to myself, but then you add subtasks like film this video, edit this video, create a thumbnail, and you can divvy it all out among like different days. I scheduled out my entire month of December in like three hours. And now I get notifications that are like, don't forget to film today. And so like the Asana has been really cool. I don't know. There might be a better software. I just saw, I don't know if it was an ad or a YouTuber or whatever, but it's been really great so far, just as far as like getting it out of my head and into something that I can look at and decipher. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm going to, you're going to have to DM me the name of that software because I am so old school and I just use the little notes app on my iPhone. And I, I just too. literally, yeah, I just, I love making lists because that's the only way I can guarantee myself that I do whatever needs to be done without forgetting. Yeah. So that, it sounds like a virtual planner. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to really look into that because time management is one of my strengths and weaknesses because um, sometimes it, you can forget so much or feel overwhelmed, but that sounds like a great way of organization. Yeah, it's pretty great. And like I said, I've only been doing it for like three or four days now, but so far I really like it. And so hopefully it'll work for you as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thank you for that. But um, Shay, I just want to thank you so much for being on here. We went through so much stuff and I feel like I learned a lot about you for sure. Um, I had such a good time. I can't believe it's already been an hour. Like I could do another five hours. It was so good to meet you. And I'm so honored to be on here. So thanks for thinking of me. Yes, absolutely. Uh, So uh, drop it here where people can find you. Yes. So um, Rave with Shay, S-H-A-I, is my handle basically on all social channels. I'm most active on Instagram. And actually, I guess it's rave underscore with underscore Shay, S-H-A-I. I I don't know why I made it difficult. (laughs) But I'm most active on Instagram. But anywhere you can find me, TikTok, TikTok, Twitter, um, Facebook, but I'm never on Facebook, um, really everywhere. So, and I would love if you would check me out on YouTube cause YouTube's where I put all of my energy into and then be go live. If anyone does live streaming. Yes, so, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. You can find her everywhere. Uh, yeah, go ahead and check out her YouTube. That's how I found her. She's just so phenomenal. But once again, Shay, thank you so much for being on best candy ever. Thanks for having me, girl. It was so good to meet you. So once again, thank you guys so much for your continuous support. If you're not following me yet on Instagram, it's Base Drop Princess. On Twitter, Base Drop Princess with one S. Also on TikTok sometimes, uh, Base Drop Princess. And Best Candy Ever on Instagram, Best Candy Ever on Twitter. And you can go ahead and uh, go ahead and send me a, a DM or a comment, whatever. Let me know if you guys would be interested in doing some future guest appearances on Best Candy Ever and share some cool candies and uh, reminisce on raving and what fun candy is. Also, for my fellow headbangers, if you like some wonky tunes, that intro was by Scudda, a.k.a. Scudda Music. They are on SoundCloud, popping off with some heavy-ass tunes. So go ahead and check them out. Anyways, thank you guys so much for all of your support and I'll see you guys soon.